I don't know what it was. He's walking upright like a man. Sightings in and around Vermont. Bigfoot sightings across New England have been reported. Red glowing eyes, about seven feet tall. Red eyes, big old fangs, claws coming out through. Three inches long, you know, just sharp as they can be. There has been another UFO sighting flying over the Royal Botanic Gardens. There are 500 UFO sightings in the world every month. The truth is out there. So it only took us, like, however long to, to start the recording, because for whatever reason, I can't press a red button. <laughs> and your countdown from three had two threes in it as well. It did. I am having a day, is what I'm saying. <laughs> Listen, Brandon, I woke Ugh. up yesterday and I still hurt. So I woke yeah. up hurting. My calves hurt yesterday. Yes. Right. And then I woke up this morning and they still hurt. And I don't know why. I wasn't doing squats. I wasn't lifting anything. I just walked around my house. Right. Um. So I'm dying. You're dying. The, the, the car is starting to fall apart. And that car is oh, your yeah. body. Oh, no. The car fell apart a long time ago. I've been running on fumes. <laughs> Oh, I, I'm just like a, I, I like there's a there's big old rusted patches. That's yeah. all I'm gonna say. Fair. Uh, did you happen per chance to watch the uh, Trey the Explainer uh, Bigfoot video that just came out? I didn't. I you didn't. didn't. It's so no. good. It's the, the main uh, reason I the main reason I didn't is because yeah. I'm lazy. Ah, uh, it's it's called the Native Bigfoot, and what he did was he took all of the examples of words for Bigfoot that show up in popular um, mm-hmm. crypto literature, like books. So he yeah. took took 150, it was 150 some odd names, categorized them, and then went to see if if the Native version of that word aligns with any current description of like what we would what when you think of the word bigfoot in your head what that is so he did a lot of um a lot of really good work with that and um mm-hmm. uh so he did the way he covered the topic and it, it i hope he does a second one because he covered the breadth of the topic but not necessarily the depth because there's a lot to go yeah. into but um i mean the short version i encourage you to go watch it uh no there is no none of there's no native. Well, yeah, American, I, I mean, Bigfoot, and then he also went into the first time the word Sasquatch was used in um, literature, and it it did not it had nothing to do with Bigfoot. It was to describe um, groups of displaced Native American tribes after like their territory was taken over by the settlers. So it just describes I mean, like a, a displaced tribe that also has long hair. Mm-hmm. It's it's pretty much exactly what I I talked about. Yeah. Like I, I didn't talk about the first appearance of the word, but yeah. like where the word got popularized was very clearly talking about it, just like some dude. Yeah, it was in this case the first term was like a guy was in the woods and shot one of the people, and this girl was with him, and she started speaking Douglas, which was a, a lang- common language that they could speak. That's like yeah. you you shot my friend. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's I'm, not a creature. It's just people. No, it's super not. It's yeah. really super not. It's really terrible, actually. Yeah. Um, But that also kind of goes back to my whole hypothesis that 
that Sasquatch was just Native American uh, folks, indigenous peoples, uh, fucking yeah. with, with white Canadians because they're terrible. They are terrible. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, and I, I say that, I say that uh, thinking also that white Americans are terrible. Yeah. Um, All of them but except the one Canadian Canadians. that's mailing me a part to fix my mouse. He's cool. I got the notification that my, that my part shipped this morning. So thank you, that guy. Thank you, that guy. Thank you, that guy. Mr. Hey, you don't... Ali... No, it's, I bought them off AliExpress. You you also don't know, Brandon, if he didn't... Like, like for all you know, you bought this from some dude in Canada, and, like, he went to a reservation and beat up a dude and took his, his Naga mouse. But, I mean, that will let me fix my my one button. But but he could have done that, for all you know. You uh, know. I don't think I don't know. You don't know. He could have done crime. I feel like I feel like I feel like that's more if I was to buy the the plates off a, a, from a pawn shop and AliExpress. Ah, uh, AliExpress has a very fell off the back of a truck vibe to it. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. Like, I mean, I bought a shitload of stuff off of AliExpress because I got cheap, but yeah. like. It definitely felt like some of the things definitely felt like they fell off the back of the truck. Is all I'm gonna say. Yeah, that, um, which is a thing that happens for real, by the way. Because when I worked in a previous place, there was a a bunch of some guy was coming on his way to work, and he showed up with a box. I forget what it was a box of, but it was like a big box of like HVAC parts that were like new. What? But, so it, it it looked like like. A box fell off of a truck that was making a delivery to, like, an HVAC parts distributor. So yeah. he was just like, I've got hundreds of this one specific part. <laughs> it's like, fucking sell I'll it? Never, I'll never go hungry again. Yeah. <laughs> I actually do. So, fun story about HVAC parts. Yeah. I have an HVAC part right here. Uh-huh. That it's I fragile. It is fragile. It is the... Um, the starter to my very specific um it is a duralite igniter replacement for goodman amana janitorial i bought it because one day mine stopped working yeah it, see it's here i got it right here it's like an igniter uh-huh i just keep this in my home because mine stopped working one day, and it was fucking cold as shit in the house. And it happened to be on a Sunday, so I couldn't go to the fucking HVAC store, because every HVAC store around here is closed <laughs> on Sunday. Yeah. So now I just have an igniter that lives in my home. I actually think I might have talked about this on the podcast, because we were doing the podcast when it yeah. happened. It's and possible. Don't break it in a manner in which you will boil yourself in your home like those people did oh no it's not that's not the manner that it breaks the yeah. manner it breaks is it stops turning on the heat yeah. the, the, it's the pilot light effectively yeah right um yeah i think i talked about it on the podcast basically i i called up a dude to like see if they could repair it i'm like listen i know what part is broken if you can <laughs> tell me that that part is on that f- fucking van that you're <laughs> driving around right now yeah. I will pay what you're asking. But otherwise, no. Because this is a very, like, this is a very standard part. Yeah. But I don't know if you have one that will fit my very specific thing. 
because uh-huh. everything's fucking proprietary because fuck everything. Yeah. And yeah, so that was uh that was a couple years ago. We got it fixed, but we had a, a number of issues with our boiler where it would have um delayed ignition, meaning that mm-hmm. the uh chamber would fill with uh oil. Mm-hmm. But Oh, that's not good. But it wouldn't ignite when the spark happened, so it just keeps spraying fuel to ignite, but the sparker oh. does So what happens is then it explodes. So I'd have this issue where my, yeah. my boiler would explode. So like the whole house shakes and then it fills the house with fumes. Yeah. So they kept Good. replacing. So they'd be like, first they re- replaced one little piece after another. And it got to a point where it was like, guy, you're n- you, we're here four times and this shit still explodes. And then I have to leave the house because it's filled with fuel. I don't want it to blow up with my daughter in the house. So they actually mm-hmm. like replace the expensive component that they were trying to avoid <laughs> haven't had yeah. that issue but that was a fun thing because every time like it it's like a bomb goes off downstairs and then the whole house smells like fuel that's terrifying yeah but it's fixed oh yeah kingston doesn't have like fuel lines either that you have to like you have to pay do you wait actually i don't know that do I... you have to pay to get oil refilled or do you have a attachment to like a natural gas line in kingston there's um okay so kingston or the area in which i live did not have gas and they started laying i think gas last year i don't have any gas in the house i just have an oil tank okay okay gotcha i just have electric in in oil i don't have any gas burners that's so weird to me when you're like in kingston like you're 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 more city than i am (laughs) and And we're just getting gas yeah, and we say city. We I say city, but like whatever you're thinking of city, if you live in an actual city, it's not the same. <laughs> it's not the same. No, well, it's the first capital, so like it's not built to be like a modern city. Well, the uptown is slowly getting modernized to shit. Yeah, unfortunately. Oh, fuck. I, I had to go to... We went to Kingston the other day because uh, I had to take christina to a doctor's appointment and we went to to dallas hot wieners hell yeah they don't taste as good anymore they were not like at all spicy in the slightest oh well i had some my my um i got food from my parents i had a lot of food delivered because we had covid but some of it was uh dallas hot wieners around super bowl times and and that seemed good still was it was it dallas hot wieners one or two it was the one, one in Uptown, not the one on uh, the other way. On Broadway? Yeah. Okay, I went to the one on Broadway, and that one sucked. Oh, I see. I don't, I don't go to that one. Okay, that, that, ex- that might explain it. Anywho, that's it for the, the super local part of this podcast. And now let's get super local, but like in a different part of the world. Hell yeah. Um, so, Brandon, this week, uh, we talked about this before the podcast. I had a lot of shit that I had to do. Um, in terms of my actual job. Um, so I, I was going to take things down a notch and just kind of yeah. vibe off of your theme of weird alien dudes, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, because there's a lot of weird alien dudes, and they only have one or two sightings or a photograph, right? Uh-huh. And I originally intended this as like a grab bag of weird alien dudes. And then I spent three hours trying to recreate something 
uh, in Blender. Wait, is that what the um, screenshot was? You put a screenshot in Discord, and I was like, what's John <clears throat> yeah, trying to... Yeah, I'll show you. We're going to get there. Don't worry. We're going to get there. But that was that was the, the preview for this episode, that, that screenshot. Um, found out a few things about my, my 3D person model uh, that I think I need to re-rig it for certain contexts. But, Your 3D uh, person model looks like they eat a lot of Dallas Hot Wieners. I'm just going to say that. They do. Well, it was originally intended to be like a security guard when I was making it. Oh, gotcha. So, it, it, it very specifically was a security guard. Right? A lot of sitting on the job. Yeah, that, that's why he's got a bit of a paunch. Um, did I ever talk about it on the podcast where there was a security guard at work that was like trying to get figure out how to get porn off his phone? No, but that sounds awful. That I think it was on a phone call with a family member, and it, it's been a while, so I forget the exact words. But what he was saying, I was dying on my way out. Like he clicked on one of those click here links, and now like there's just all so many dicks on his phone. <laughs> Good. Good. Uh, I hope so. Um, anywho. He deserved it for his taste in music. Anyway. What was his taste in music? Old, bad, like, sometimes classic rock and sometimes classical, but never any of the good ones. Oh, weird. Yeah. Huh. I also suspect, I suspect he's afraid of the dark. Cause he, what? He turns... Because when, when we're working, because I don't see them unless I'm there on when I work Saturdays, which is every Saturday. Yeah. But he has a thing where he just keeps turning on lights and we keep being like, we don't want the lights on. But he just, but he'll call from the, like, hey, you want me to turn on the light? And we're like, no, don't. And he comes and turns them on anyway. Like he won't just walk down the hallway. And it's not like it's dark. It's daytime. And we have lots of windows. But like he, interesting, and I'll show up in the morning, like get to work early, and I'll be like, "There's no reason for any of these lights to be." On. I think he's afraid of the dark. It's possible. It's very possible. I mean, he. he to be fair, you are in Woodstock, and there is yeah. a chance that he had a really bad trip at one point. There's a non-zero chance he had a really bad trip, or like, and he's just scared of the dark. Now there's forever. lots of wild animals, so he maybe he just doesn't want to be in dark and also surrounded by bears. That's fair. That's fair. There are a, there is a non-zero amount of bears in Woodstock. We have bears. Uh, well, we have bear warning signs all over the facility because like people like to go out and walk. But uh-huh. we have to, so it'll just be like here, don't f- with the bears. There's sometimes where it's like people are late to meetings because they're like I couldn't get into the building. There was a bear. There was a bear. Sometimes there's an aggressive turkey. That's fair. Turkeys are assholes. They're assholes. We there was one year where, where we had a turkey that was just hanging out on top of people's cars and wouldn't let them get in it. That's amazing. Just a dick move turkey. I hope someone ate that turkey. Like it was bad um, enough where an email came out with the picture of the turkey to notify everyone beware of this turkey. <laughs> this turkey is persona non grata. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like he made it through the security gates. Call the cops if you see this turkey. Yeah, exactly. Um, so I forgot to mention this is Cryptopedia podcast, Ghosts. An exploration of the myths cryptids. and legends that haunt the human mind, where each week we'll take you to death. Yeah, but I'm not going to do it because it's not my enough. episode. That's close enough. Yep. Um, anywho, 
So, Brandon, for the first weirdo, and the only weirdo we're going to be talking about this week, because I, I, I had originally intended, there are several weirdos I wanted to talk about, yeah. but um, this weirdo kind of consumed me. Um, we're going to be taking to a, a trip to England, 1964, when Jim Templeton, a fireman, local historian, and photographer, uh, was on a typical outing to a field overlooking the Solway Firth in Cumberland County, England, and he took some photos uh-huh. of his family on May 23rd, 1964. The photos are generally mundane. There are pictures of his daughter, his wife, uh, his daughter Elizabeth, his wife Annie, and um, there's another daughter who shows up as a... They as gave like her a, a bowl cut, and I have to say that. It's true. They gave it's her true, a bowl cut. There, There is also a third daughter whose name I don't remember, and I forgot to write down, but she only shows up as a shadow in the pictures that we can see, so she doesn't she has really a shadow exist. daughter. I like it. New She's a shadow daughter. Um, but... One of those one of those photos stood out, Brandon. Um, yeah. To Jim after developing the film of the outing, a picture of his daughter in her new dress, which is the one we have here, Solid holding dress. a bundle of flowers, um, with someone apparently in all white wearing what appears to be some form of space helmet looming over her in the background. Could be a head. Now, Brandon, please describe the photo to me because I I so <laughs> it's I describe this photo in depth in a minute, but. Describe it to me yeah. right now. It's a girl with a bowl cut, a very nice new dress, and a, and a bunch of flowers, smiling. It looks like this might be, it's not a happy smile. It's a, like, you're trying take to play, and, and your dad's like, take. I want to take a picture. And you're like, I'm playing. It's like, take the picture. So it's that mm-hmm. kind of smile. And yep. then there's um, someone standing behind her. His back is to the camera. He's got a white long sleeve shirt and a hat or maybe a hairnet. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> It's not a very high quality uh, photo, which is yeah. normal for the time. Like it's a clear enough picture. It's just you can't make out what specific type of hat that guy's got yeah. on. Yeah, so um, that's 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 a pretty decent description of what it looks like visually. We're gonna go into detail on that. You know in what? A minute. She looks like the guy from No Country for Old Men. Yeah. Yeah. The one who drinks the. Drinks all the the chocolate milk. He drinks the milk and he kills the people with the cattle gun. Gotcha. She pro she does look like she's killed someone with a cattle gun with that face. Oh, she. I no, will say. she's definitely done it. She's done something awful. Um. So the person who first noticed the the figure. So the the white the person in white is the one that is the the like supernatural entity of this particular yeah. thing. Just to let you know. Um, that's the thing. Apparently, Jim didn't see this thing, right? Um, so the developer of the photo, they call him a chemist, because at the time they would have been a chemist, was the first to notice, notice it, commenting that the figure had spoiled the photograph. Jim was stunned by the apparent otherworldly figure in the photograph, because as far as he could remember, only his wife, daughter, and two old ladies knitting in a car, plus his his second daughter um which i somehow forgot to mention i think because people don't mention the second daughter all that often um uh were anywhere near them on that late spring day naturally jim was shocked by the mysterious figure surely he would have seen the so-called spaceman when taking the photo what had happened that day for the figure to photobomb his daughter in total there are three photos only one of which featured the spaceman and another that is not in the public domain right so um I think I buried the lead there. People call it a space person, right? Yeah. It's supposed, it looks like, it kind of looks like somebody in a, uh, an astronaut uniform with like a visor, a sun visor down. 
Like, I don't because it's clear that this is the back of the person because you can see the right arm. They're standing. To me, I, I, it looks like I'm looking at someone's back. That's fair. That's that's totally fair. The way the you right know, arm's the, going. So the problem for me is I've now spent like a day. Actually, I spent two days with this picture. You've you've, you've been in it, you've been too deep for too long. You you I've been you've, too you've deep been for too long. I can see, I can see a hundred percent what this picture is a picture of. Like I can see every detail, which is. Wait, you can see the the claims of what the picture is, or you can see what the real thing is. What the real thing is, I can see what the real thing is, and I can only see what the real thing is now. Um, Do I get to see the real thing at some point? Yes, we're going to nice. talk about the real thing. But it it's I have I wrote a very long description of this photo, so I don't accidentally say the stuff that I see all the time. Yeah, her dress looks like it smells like cotton balls, mothballs. Yeah, mothballs. Definitely smells like mothballs. There's zero percent chance that it doesn't. Um, so, incidentally, Brandon, despite not having seen the U- a UFO himself, supposedly the region is a hotbed of activity, as Jim notes. Many of the fishermen near the marsh have seen UFOs, and many interesting things have happened in this area from time to time. Some of the scientist types say that UFOs are interesting in the chapel, interested in the Chapel Cross Atomic Power Station, which you can see on the horizon to the right of my picture. So, okay, a few things. One, look at that picture. Can you see the, the power station, Brandon? I, I can't see anything that looks like a power station. What, when you said that, I scrolled up to look at it. Yeah. Over her left shoulder, which would be on the right side of the photo, there's yep. a blur... blur where the sky and the ground meet, where I will assume that's what they're talking about, but I can't know from the picture. You are correct. That that little blur, you see that little white, that little white like square. Yeah, that's the cooling tower. Okay, that's it. That's all. Yeah. Um, second, second, I love the fact that he says some scientist types. Now, There's, what, year what scientist this? types are you talking about, good sir? 19, oh, 1964, okay. Which, which, who are the scientist types? Are you talking about the local UFO cranks, or are you talking well, about actual scientists? A scientist from MUFON says that <laughs> there's all this shit going on. Anywho, um, so, I tried to figure out the re- rationale behind this, like, so... I'm very confused by this story. And I talk about what my hypothesis is for how all these events went down. Uh-huh. But I am very confused by this story. And this is why. Um, at this point, Jim takes the photo to the police. Wow, that's a jump. That's a jump. Yeah. You can so, go, hey, I don't remember this person is here. I wouldn't yeah. necessarily jump straight to it's a UFO. Um, but... I- you could still, if Jim wants to show his co-workers this picture and go, look, there's an alien behind my daughter. Fine. But don't, yeah. why, why bother the police? So, I don't see any reporting as to why he wanted to go to the police, but I do have a Reuters Wire article from yeah. June 15th, 1964. To what end? What was his goal? I have a hypothesis, but let me, let me read this article to you because, uh. We'll, we'll get into it. Uh-huh. Um, the, the, the article title was, Was it a spaceman? Followed by the byline, uh, Experts to test photo of figure in white. Now, 
Um, Parley's for what? England what are they cookie. testing it for? <laughs> what, are they going to find tampering? They, 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 That's, they that is literally what they're looking for, Brandon. The guy that works at the fucking photo developing place is like, I'm going to make it look like there's a fucking person that enjoys the color white standing behind random pictures. I, I, I think the implication was that they may have modified the film a priori. I don't fucking know, dude. I don't know. You know, uh, you can still get camera film yeah, developed. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Why I, wouldn't you be able to? Uh, I just like, I take a bunch of pictures of my dick and then I take it over to the the Walgreens and I like picking it up from the developer to see if they say anything. I don't believe that you do that. I don't, but it's a very, it, 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 see, it, it would be a very funny thing It would be on brand for you. It, it, would, it would be, be on brand. But I don't just, believe just that slip you do one that. dick pic in a roll from like a vacation trip. Yeah, I don't believe that you do that. But that's I my totally... special one. God damn! I would do one where there's like a little bit You'd showing. Do one. I it would be do like one. a subtle. Yeah, it'd be a subtle. It'd be tasteful. It would be tasteful, and it wouldn't be the focus. It'd be eyes. in the corner. It'd be in the corner where it wouldn't it would be obvious. But you'd be like, "Is that a dick?" Like that You'd would put googly be... eyes on it. Ah, uh, I have done that. I know you have. That's why I'm saying <laughs> I've, I have done that. I've put googly eyes on a lot of things. <laughs> so the Reuters article says, photographic experts will be asked to test a mystery spaceman photograph taken by a fireman. The colored photograph was taken by James Templeton on a clear open a clear day on open ground. It showed a mysterious figure in a white spacesuit standing behind Templeton's five-year-old daughter, Elizabeth. Templeton, a keen photographer for 30 years... Wait, how old Insisted... is he? What? How old is he? Uh, let's see. He died in 2007, 2011, somewhere in that time range. He was in his 70s then, so uh, 40, 50. He's like 30 at the time this photo is taken, at best. So I don't know. I don't. I don't know. I don't think he's 40. Uh, you know what? Actually, I'm thinking he's I'm older. Because I'm trying to say, because if he's been a photographer for 30 years, at the time the picture was taken, and his daughter's five, I think he's kind of older. I think he's an old dad. No, no that, I, I ski on I'm the older you, side for not. dads. I'm telling you he's not. Um, I'm going to look this up now. Uh, Solway Firth. And this was in 64. Ah! He was born 1920. This is 64. Oh, I guess he was an older dad. So he was 44. Yeah. Yeah. That makes huh. sense. That, that's, I was like, wait, 30 years, he's got a five-year-old. You don't start so getting an interesting a, photography. Yeah, that, yeah. To be fair, I think his older daughter's nine, too. So yeah, that, that tracks. Okay. That tracks. Um, Anywho. Uh, now that we've gotten God, past, he's got to have weird age. cum, huh? Yeah, I mean, yeah. Well, he has super weird cum now because he's dead. Oh yeah. So it's very strange. It's not even dust at this point. Um, I feel kind of bad about that joke. <laughs> Anywho, um, Templeton, a keen photographer for thirty years, insisted he and his daughter were alone at the time, and he was amazed at the resulting photograph. Police experts examined the negative and said it had not been tampered with, he said. But now I'm going to hand it over to the company that supplied the film for stringent tests. They say there is no possibility that the film has been exposed before it reached May. The rest of the shots in the reel are perfect, and the one taken in the same spot just before the mystery photograph shows my daughter alone, Templeton says. 
Templeton insists that the area was deserted, but remembers the cow that the cows and the sheep normally scattered around were all huddled together in a group at a time. His to which story I say, isn't lining up already. He remembers it being deserted. Weren't there just two other old ladies he was talking about? There, well, he didn't talk about them in this, but there were two old ladies in a car down the road. I call hooey on him. Plus, like it's a field, and people enjoy wandering fields and looking at sights. That's true. I I also take offense to the fact that he's talking about the cows and the sheep huddling together, um, because both of those are uh, herd animals. Yeah, yeah, that's their thing. That's Almost. like their thing. That's that's, that's what thing. they do. They're like hanging out. Mm-hmm. So police sergeant um, Bruce Pickett, who examined the negative initially, was skeptical about the spaceman. I am an experienced photographer myself, he said, and the negative definitely uh, ha- has definitely not been in- interfered with, but the figure in the background appears to be a woman in white, in a white dress with a white collar, who is turning around. And we're going to just ignore that statement for now because it spoils things okay. quite a bit. Um, long story short, based on what they're saying, the photo was ultimately, uh, the photo was ultimately, the photo wasn't ultimately doctored based on the police report and later Kodak who investigated negatives, supposedly. Yeah. Supposedly. I can't find evidence that, that, uh, Kodak actually investigated the negatives. I can't find a statement from Kodak, but... All the reporting says they said it wasn't tampered with, right? And apparently, they offered a reward to anyone who could prove it been tampered with, which was like, I think like film for a year or film for life or something like that. That's Once a good again, deal. Can't find evidence that that actually happened. That's a good deal. Okay. I'll say I, I have a, a, a Polaroid camera here. Mm-hmm. That's a good deal. That shit's expensive. Well, yeah, that's because... Like, they don't make it on the scale that they used to make it. Yeah, worth it. I'd take that so, for a year. Um, anywho, the, the British Ministry of Defense also offered to investigate the photograph after being asked for comment on it by the Cumberland News, but Jim appears to have refused, right? Yeah. After learning they needed the original film and camera, which is really confusing to me. Huh. Um... While first reading about the story, I was super confused because I don't actually see why, like, it would matter, right, to pr- to prove anything. Yeah. Right? Like, why why would you put that effort in, right? There's no, like, good reason? No. But I think it's because people are operating on the assumption that Jim wouldn't have hoaxed it, Right. And that maybe someone altered the film before or after he had taken the picture, right? Yeah. That's my hunch as to why people will care this much, right? Because, like, here's, like, let's be realistic, Brandon. This is more or less on Jim and Annie, right? Yeah. Jim and Annie's word that there is a, uh, there was no one there in a spaceman suit, a beekeeper's outfit, or anything like that, right? Yeah. And while a fallacious argument, several believers note that Jim was a firefighter and a veteran medic, right? Thus, unlikely to hoax, right? Similarly, he had a, a Why family. Why do people this... think that your job, like, I don't, I never got that. Brandon, I know some real shitheads who were in the military. <laughs> it doesn't mean shit. <laughs> Talk to if anyone in the, in the military. They love talking shit about pe- other people in the military. Exactly. That's the thing. <laughs> That's right? The thing. 
Like, like, nobody likes to say it, but some some veterans, pieces of shit. Yeah. <laughs> Statistically speaking, probably going to be a piece of shit. Right? Um, but, but. The other the other argument they make is that uh, because he has a position of respect in the community and like if he lied it would like risk it right, yeah. um, which, okay. There are piss takers all the time who make jokes, yeah. right? Like, and this is not even like that weird. Like, if you if he was lying about this, this wouldn't be like a massive like fiasco. This would just be like oh. Dude was being an asshole and made a joke about something. Yeah. Right? Like, that fucker, he doing his thing. And actually, I did hear that he was kind of a jokester, right? Um, So, yeah. But regardless, none of these reasons are particularly compelling. But I don't actually think that Jim hoaxed the photo. Um, okay. We'll get into that in a second. But first... Let's take a trip to Australia. I don't think there's anything that's a hoax in any part of that picture. I just think there are certain people connecting dots that don't need to be connected. Correct. That's more or less what's going on. Um, But Brandon, let's take a trip to Australia. And I have, for the the folks who have access to the the show notes, there's a little joke in there for you. We're not going to talk about it. You can look at it, Brandon, if you want. But I, uh, that's, that's literally the thought, like... Every time, every time I opened this particular, like, like started doing this one, I kept hearing someone say Australia the way that this man says Australia. So oh, we'll see. Yeah. Let's see. Um, so <laughs> I love this guy. He's great. Oh, he's he's one I love. Uh, it's Darcy Cart. Uh, what is his name? Tom um, Cardi. Tom Cardi. Yeah, that's it. I yeah. got. I got. For some reason, I I confuse his name with Janet's name from The Good Place, the little actress who plays her. What? Darcy Carden. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, so I always fuck it up. Anywho, um, so after the initial publication of the photo, the story the story spread across the world. And Brandon, it says it's spread across the world, but I can't actually find that many articles from 1964, which is really weird. Yeah. Right? Um, I feel anywho, like that ter- when- the, people throw that term around yeah, I don't think it, it's. I don't think that word means what you think it means. The type of. I think, I think it spread around in UFO circles. Yeah, but I don't think it's spread around on the same level as. But whatever, whatever. Um, when it made it to Australia, allegedly an unnamed technician, uh, from the Blue Streak Missile Project, which is an actual thing, uh, reached out to Jim with an interesting claim. Within hours of Jim's now famous photograph, the missile testing site in Woomera, Australia, had to abort a test launch. Apparently, two similar-looking, quote-unquote, spacemen had been seen close to the rocket. (laughs) These old ladies are trying to do some sabotage. It might just be the old ladies. I think it is. Them knitting in the car was a cover. Um... (laughs) <laughs> to make things more coincidental, apparently, part of the Blue Streak rocket had actually been made close to Berg Marsh, where the photo had been taken. So apparently there is, like, a rocket building facility, but, like, they're in England, and, like, you're close to fucking everything, kinda. Yeah. Kinda. 
regardless. The, and parts um, of that rocket came from all over the world. So, yeah. Oh, 100%. There's probably, 100%. Yeah. 100%. OEM shit. Pretty much. Um, the implication here is that aliens have been investigating the Blue Street rockets, and it appeared in locations around the world that had some kind of link to the project, right? Um, regarding the veracity of the story, the first successful launch of the program was, in fact, on June 5th, 1964. Um, however, there we do have evidence of like what why the previous tests were aborted, um, yeah. and none of them were linked to humanoids being close to the launch site. Um, and ne- neither was on the 23rd or the 24th, which would have to be the day that like everything would make sense on, right? Uh-huh. Um, the test on May 25th was aborted due to, quote-unquote, bad weather, and uh, the test on June 2nd was stopped due to an issue with a fault in the rocket's safety systems, which is a pretty good reason to stop a rocket yeah, test. Well, good, good reason. Don't don't shoot it if the safety system's fucked, and don't shoot it if you think the wind might blow it next door, you know? <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, no. No, both completely good valid normal reasons, reasons. Not to launch. Yeah, not, not to launch a not, test rocket. Not, not suspicious elderly women snooping mm-hmm. around the site. If anything, if you have suspicious elderly women snooping around the site you just launch that rocket yeah i'll blast them yeah just launch it just take them out because clearly <laughs> there is there's something deeply they're 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 going to fuck you in some <laughs> way if i can drop an acorn on them so they get loaded up a what an acorn an acorn there was a, a cop like the other day where like an acorn landed on the roof of his car. So he oh, did like yeah. an action dive and dumped a full magazine into his own car with someone in it, by the way. Huh, what? Yeah. He put, he had someone detain someone who was just chilling in the back of their car. They He already searched, like they already got the pat down and stuff. And then he went to go like talk to whoever and acorn lands on his roof. He does two action rolls dumps a full mag into his car with this person still in it and then his uh whoever was with him the other cop also started firing into the car person was fine by the way but they dumped a full magazine i didn't hear about the full magazine i heard about the he thought it was a gunshot i saw the video you can see the oh, acorn no. fall in the video and you can see he unloads all of it and he goes i'm hit he was never hit he's like i'm hit some action rolls thumbs it was seven minutes long this video the the real video that's probably a reaction video or something or i saw someone reacting to it it's it's clipped it's uh you don't need a whole lot this the background story is like he was pretending or he was holding his girlfriend's car hostage or something like he had a gun pointing at her car and texted her a picture like i'm not getting your car but which i'm like the that seems like I don't know how serious he was. That seems like some shit I would do. Is like who did that? The 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 boyfriend. The... So he shows up to like talk to them, and then the cops pat him down and stick him in the back of the car. Acorn lands. They assume he's got a gun uh, in the uh, car. Okay, I assume the dude, the dude who he had like a, a a pistol with a red dot sight. The dude who was not fucking not on ads. Him. Not on him. In the picture that he sent, like, saying, I'm holding your car hostage, okay. yeah. But they gave he him a full pat down. down. Okay. <laughs> huh. Okay. I, I like the oh, action Oh, God, rolls. he really, he does do a double action roll, doesn't he? Does he does a double action roll, yeah. Wait, no, that's the cop's gun. Yeah, no, the cop. Why does the cop have a red dot sight? Oh, that I don't know. He falls down? Yeah, 
falls down, does a double action roll, says he's got been hit, thumps a clip, and as the other officers start dumping clips, they unload into this car. I'm happy the guy inside's okay. It's just what? very funny. The action rolls get me every time. <laughs> but they're like, they're also not fast. Like, they're very, like, Paul Blart action roll. <laughs> they are. And they're also, not, they're also not to be, get behind. He's not going behind cover. He's going into the middle of the road. So he's going away from cover. He's, he's, he's going action into rolling. worse position. He's action rolling into the open. <laughs> Where was this? Texas? I think it was Florida. It might have been Texas. Oh, uh, yeah, it was Florida. It was Florida. It was absolutely Florida. <laughs> so, why does. I have a real serious question here. Yeah. Why does his service weapon have a fucking red dot sight? I don't know. I, I don't know anything about <clears throat> Florida's he, and cops and but like, whatever why does he have a, there are. Why does he have a sight? He doesn't need a sight. Listen. <laughs> Listen, just ha- be happy he had one because he might have needed it to hit his car from ten feet away. <laughs> I I would be like, if I was the dude in that car, I would own that police department. I I would have made them clean the shit out of my pants on the spot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Anywho, um. So let's get back to God damn it. Let's get back to this fucking two old ladies at a test site. Um neither event was associated has any associate reporting that a test was abor- uh, was aborted due to two men in white. Furthermore, there was nothing in the declassified Australian government documents regarding the UFOs um mentioning the sighting uh despite having other reports from the test site of UFOs at that test site, right? So this is one of those things where it's like why are these ones not in that listing? Yeah. But like, there are other unidentified flying objects listed, right? One of those deals. Um, according to one article about the incident, the report about the two men in white uh, appears to come from Group Captain Tom Dalton Morgan, who ran the missile facility from 1959 to 1963. Um, apparently, during the test firing of an earlier iteration of the Blue Street rocket, a light approached the test platform at an incredible speed. Tom alleges that the light circled in the facility and then shot away and vanished. Um, UFOs were apparently a common sight, and in, in 1964, they had to abort the test of a launch when a white being was seen on a security camera. People think that li- then link the white, like being in white, uh, described oh. here, to the Blue Street launch and in turn the Solway Space Station. Gotcha. Right. But here's the thing, Brandon. Uh, Tom Dalton Morgan's um, like tenure with the facility yeah. ended in 1963, right? Yeah. So it seems unlikely that he would have experienced it firsthand and was likely aware, if he was aware of the story at all, it was through hearsay, right? Which definitely yeah. like diminishes the value of the story as evidence for a phenomenon, right? Yeah. Um, Dr. David Clark in, on his blog uh, indicates on his blog that an interview with Captain Dalton Morgan um, that he was like actually not aware of the specific incident on the launch pad. Like huh. he personally wasn't exp- didn't experience it. Right. Yeah. So uh, yeah, Jim was apparently the main proponent of this story as well, um, and he had little if no evidence corroborating it. Right. 
Um, uh, as an exp- as a conspiratorial coda, however, uh, the film for the week of May 23rd, 1964, uh, at the base documenting base operations and missile launches, was missing, right? Huh. And that reeks to me of not of 1960s mishandling of data, because like we don't have yeah. the original footage of the moon landing, right? Um, yeah. Because fucking, you know, that's not an important thing to have. Um, incidentally, even worse, uh, we lost a number of the old episodes of Doctor Who. That's true. We did recover some of them through audio. Some through audio. Some of them were recorded over. They a lot of them. I think those Most um, were recorded over. as a radio over. station in India or something had like a box of them for some reason. Yeah, it's because yeah. well, it's just like like BBC syndicates and whatnot. Yeah, yada yada. yada. Um, anywho, uh, but Brandon, that film that was supposedly missing, yeah, it wasn't actually missing. Oh, good. Doctor Doctor David Clark found it while researching a book um, in the Imperial War Museum in London. So huh. like, it was never missing. It was there. It was there. Just gonna right? look. Yeah, you just had to look. Like one person had to look. Yeah. You know, not not like a big deal. Whatever. Um anywho, because it wouldn't be a proper 1960s UFO story without them. Um the men in black then make an appearance in the story. Hell yeah. Kind of. So, sometime after the photo has had been released to the public um in the number in the summer of 64, Jim Templeton indicates that two men visited the fire station in a new black Jaguar car, dressed uh-huh. completely in black. The duo showed Jim a car be, uh, bearing the word security, an official-looking coat of arms, claiming to be from the Ministry. It's the and Blues Brothers. Kinda. The The assumption that I made is that they're from the uh, Ministry of Defense, the folks who wanted the camera, yeah. right? Like, that's probably what they are referring to. Uh-huh. They don't say specifically. Um, they called themselves nine and eleven. Oh, I'll never forget. Yeah, which I'm surprised there's not discourse around this revolving around nine eleven conspiracies. It's all connected. Um. Uh. Then uh, they asked Jim to take them to the site of the photograph, demonstrating they were not locals. Um, as they had difficulty pronouncing the names of local places and a clear lack of information regarding the area. Um, Jim appears to have humored them. Taking them to the photo site, when they arrived, apparently the following conversation had occurred. Pull up on here. This is where the photograph was taken, they asked. Can you take us to the exact spot? I, which was Jim, said, yes. So we walk across and I said, this is where the photograph was taken. One looked at the other and the other looked at him and said, this is where you saw the large man, the alien? I said, no, we didn't see anyone. I never saw anybody. Um, Thank you very much, he said. And he walked away. Now... Wait, does that mean he just drove them out and left them in the middle of a field? No. Oh, okay. No. The men in black characters drove him out to the field. Ah, gotcha. And left him in the middle of the field. <laughs> so, re- reporting indicates that the men just leave Jim and drive off without him. Yeah. And he has to walk at least a mile to find, like, a local garage for a yeah. lift. That's funny. In the Cumberland News, September 4th, uh, reported about the incident, Detective Chief Inspector Stanley Armstrong of the Carlisle Police Department uh, opined that Jim should have taken the number of the car and reported the incident to the police. (laughs) To me, it seems like someone was fucking with Jim, uh, which he apparently agreed with. That would be so good. 
He also agrees that someone was fucking with him, by the way. It all looks like a leg pull to me. I'm sure they were not security agents, and I have no idea why they should want to pass themselves off as one. That's funny. So, zero doubt in my head, uh, he was fucked with. Yeah. Right? That's Um, good. Really good. Solid prank. I don't even know why he would would have gone with them, but whatever. Um. To the best of my knowledge, this is the document. Like this is the documented version of events, right? Yeah. Um, I was able to find a story from the '60s that collaborates that Jim had at least claimed to have these encounters. Um, but I'm relying on Dr. David Clark to fill in some of the gaps for from his research and interviews, right? Because he did a lot of work on this story. He actually talked to Jim himself as well before he passed. Okay. Um, like in 2002, I want to say. Um, but regardless. There is a less than reliable source, which is our favorite kind of source. Hell yeah. Uh, that includes three versions of the story. In the first version, they note that the men in black asked Jim a ton of questions about minute details of the weather and animal behavior the day of the event. In this version, they allegedly tried to make him admit that the photographer, he had just photographed an ordinary man walking past and got irrationally angry at Jim's insistence that this wasn't the case, which prompted them to leave him stranded on the marsh here requiring a five mile hike. Ah. Uh, so there's a slight difference in the story and in, in some of the facts. Not if he rides um, a sheep. Not if he rides a sheep. Oh, he could have ridden a cow too. Yo, even better. Mm-hmm. The second version is the one that I've dubbed the canonical one proposed yeah. by Dr. David Clark. And in the third version, um, it's literally identical to the first, but he adds that when the film was returned from Kodak, Jim claims some negatives were missing, and he believed the government confiscated them because they had secrets, despite the picture of Note having been disseminated on a global scale at this point. Yeah, disseminated on a global scale. It was a picture taken outside in yeah. public. In public, in like, yeah, it, whatever, whatever. Um, so, Brandon... I posted a, a headline. I posted a quote from this website um, uh-huh. to the Discord a couple days ago, and um, the source of these alternate versions is called ThinkAboutItDocs.com. Uh-huh. And at the time of writing, um, it has an eleven-part series called the Darian, the Draconian Saurian War Conspiracy. Wait, that's aliens. I'm pretty sure. Yes. Um, and. The first article begins with the following, and I'm just going to read this to you because it's a list. And Jesus fucking Christ. So, prologue. The information you're about to read has been extracted from the following text files. One, Crim Ram, star. Two, the Cosmo, Cosmo documents, star. Three, behold a pale horse. <laughs> That's a Bill Cooper book. Yeah. Um, four, the Dulce underscore S4 documents. Five, the alien types list. Six, the internet FAQ documents. Seven, the Krill documents. Eight, the Picnic 2 documents. Nine, the Cooper documents, because, of course, there's not enough Bill Cooper, Yeah, apparently. Um, and I'm not sure, Brandon, if this is a, a text. Um, it says that they were from text files. But huh. it also might be the script for the movie The Matrix. <laughs> Wait, what? It says The Matrix. Oh, it just says The Matrix, yeah. It just says The Matrix. I don't know. I'm not positive. 
that it, it is a document called The Matrix or the literal Matrix movie. But we don't know. We don't it know. It, it, there's no links, right? Um, files annotated by asterisk denote BBS available material. Um, this data, and this is all in caps, by the way, yeah. this data was produced at a great cost on the part of countless researchers, patriots, freedom fighters, and truth seekers. No, it wasn't. These individuals, these individuals had risked much and sometimes their very lives no, to bring didn't. this information to light. Uh, well, I mean, it, you, if we're talking about Bill Cooper, he did die in a police shootout. That was entirely his fault. Oh, um, yeah. So maybe. <laughs> um these individuals have risked much sometimes their very lives to bring about this information to light much of the material you are about to read has been kept from the eyes of humanity except it has wait wasn't that right? on like a mountain yeah yeah all right yeah he had like gotten to a mountain shootout with the yeah. cops um this report briefly details two of the most basic schools of thought pro prominently supported by ufologists regarding the nature and origin of ufos and their non-human occupants now um i read through this site a little bit Damn. And I also, yeah, look at that fucking butt. Yeah, you knew exactly what I was saying. Damn, too. Also, also, look at the schlongs. Those are totally dicks. Yeah. There's no way that those aren't dicks. They got hogs and they got fucking big old booties. And titty. Yeah. Anti-gravity yeah. titties. They're trying to escape the ground. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I assume that these are the Nords. And I find this very interesting. Because they drew nor they drew black Nords, which I've never seen before. I've never seen that. And I think that the reason they did that was probably because of the accusations of racism against the concept of the Nord aliens, which oh, is fair yeah. because they're racist as fuck. Yeah, exactly. Um, but I do wanna I I do wanna also include this. It's now canon in my head that all Nords have fat asses <laughs> and huge dicks. <laughs> they're just fucking hanging. Um, I did, I posted this in the Discord, but I, I'm going to read this again, because this is the person's review of Behold a Pale Horse. Um, the book is an extremely intellectual and at times difficult read, with much documentation and cross-referencing. Whether or not, whether you believe any of the theories or not, it is a fascinating book, and upon completion, you are left with a powerful hope that Mr. Cooper is indeed a kook. The alternative is very frightening. He died in a shootout with the cops that was completely unnecessary. So I yeah. think we know the answer. Yeah, we, yeah. Um, that that, that answer is known. Um, so I'm gonna just say take these men in black stories with like a grain of salt, right? Yeah. Um, the most likely version is the one that Dr. Clay, David Clark reported, right? Um, which is just two dudes fucking with Jim. Yeah. So <laughs> now we're getting to the part. That uh, it took me it took a whole part, a whole day in my life. Oh God, me. we're getting to the, the 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 John the Blender detective part. This is the part where I got kind of uh, yeah. So um, all right, I have I have a very very detailed description of this photo, Brandon, okay. because um, I realized that this is an audio medium, yeah, and. Some people will look it up, but other people might be doing something that they can't stop and look at the photo. They right? need a they word might be picture. driving. You know? So I'm gonna paint you all a word picture. So here, we're gonna talk about that photo. And, you know, as I said, I, I wrote work picture instead of word picture. Um 
Oh, you really wrote word picture in there. Oh, look at that. See, I did one. write word picture. Well, I wrote work picture, but it, I meant to say word. So yeah. um, as mentioned before, the photo is a vertical photo of Jim's daughter, Elizabeth. Subject approximately centered following the rule of thirds, right? If we're looking at her action lines and everything, she's pretty yeah. much... It's actually a pretty well-composed photo if we're just talking about Elizabeth. Um, the sunlight appears to be coming from the upper left-hand side of the image based on the highlight and the shadows visible on the girl in the ground. Um roughly in the in front of her right um if you look at the highlights it's coming from a direction that's kind of she's looking into it you can tell because like she's also squinting so like yeah there's probably a pretty decent you know chance that she like has it on her eye um her skin is somewhat overexposed in the image you can see on the left side of her arm on her left arm there's like a very clear overexposure happening there you can see a little bit of bloom on the edge of her her arm Yep. Um, so it's not like a perfect picture, right? Because um, she's also, you know, English. Yeah. So uh, I don't think English people can take a photo without being overexposed if there's sunlight. Um, <laughs> so the horizon line of the photo goes from the top left fo- of the photo to the bottom at an angle of approximately five degrees, right? As the image shrinks into the background, um, it becomes somewhat overexposed as the apparently farther gl- glass grass in the image is significantly lighter than the closer grass in the foreground on the left-hand side of the image, right? Yep. Um, so if I had to guess, based on the image, there is a slight incline to the subject's right aligning with the, the horizon line, right? So, like, based on my assumption, we're, like, on a hill, right? Um, the photo is taken off angle, right? Or we're on a hill and it's taken straight on. I think but, it's um, they're on a slight incline, and the daughter's probably leaning forward a little bit. Yeah, due to I that, think, I think that's I think that's what's so, happening which here. is why it looks crooked because he adjusted the photo so that she'd be upright in the photo, so you're seeing yeah, the whole yeah. exactly. Yeah, basically, basically. So there's it's it's you know it's a decently com- like whatever composite photo. Um, it's it's an old camera, so I saw one person talking about the fact that if you're like have a if you're heavy on the on the trigger. Um, there's a chance that you could pull it a little bit. So there's probably what's happening here too. So he's like kind of pulling the, the leveling off a little, you know, it's, you know, it's all this stuff. Um, yeah. The primary point of interest, of course, is the strange white figure behind her head, slightly to the right of the center line of the photograph. Um, the head has what looks to be a visor um, and there's an apparent bib visible on the chest, right? You can kind of see like, there's like a slight uh, like outline there. Um, the figure itself appears somewhat muscular with a semi-prominent pectoral muscle muscles if you're looking at it Uh furthermore it appears to loom over elizabeth suggesting an above average size potentially um which is what most people are like oh it's got to be tall because it's like standing on the horizon line blah 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 right um at first glance, it could be interpreted as a humanoid in a Project Mercury spacesuit, which was something that was almost definitely recognizable to anyone in the 1960s, as the space ring race was in full swing. And I have a picture of the Project Mercury spacesuit here, Brandon. Um, this is Gordon Cooper wearing a Mercury spacesuit, uh, circa 1962, right? Yep. So if you compare the two, there is some similarity between the two. Like if you were, if you make, if you make the, if you're looking to make think spaceman, and this is your idea of spaceman. There is a similarity there that you can operate off of. I'm not going to say it's exact, but I can see where people are coming from. If you're trying right? to make it a spaceman, yeah. Yeah. Then I see where you're coming from. Um, so, um, 
That's the immediately obvious characteristics of the photograph. That's the visible characteristics. We also know that the photo was taken using a, a late 1950s Zeiss Contax Pentacon FSLR camera, and it used Kodak Gold film. Now, um, looking at into the camera, it appears to have a lens with a 50-millimeter uh, 50, 50 focal length sta was standard, right? Mm -hmm. um, I've also seen it said that it was a 35-millimeter millimeter focal length. Um, so, regardless we can simulate this in Blender because you can yeah. set the focal length of the camera in Blender. And um, there is a focal length calculator too, but I don't understand them um, <laughs> beyond knowing how to make a thing work in Blender. Yeah. So Brandon, I then literally spent three hours of my life. Oh God. Posing a model of a humanoid that I scaled to look like a child <laughs> in a way that I was able to replicate pretty much the photograph as quickly, <laughs> yeah. closely as I could. Yeah. Um, and I did it twice, Brandon. I did it uh -huh. once with a 50 millimeter focal length and once with a 35 millimeter focal length. Um, so I got actually, I'd say, I'd argue, I got extremely close to the original yeah. photo. Yeah, no, you did. You definitely um, did. <laughs> and I did uh -huh. it with a five foot three person. 27 feet away from the camera in the uh, in the 50 millimeter length one, and in yeah. the 35 millimeter lens, I was able to do it in 18 feet. So it's reasonable. And not only that, Brandon, the grade, like the 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 incline yeah. of the hill that this person's standing on, is only like three three percent, right? Yeah. Which is like not that bad. Like that's totally within within like reasonable for the photo we see. Oh yeah yeah um, yeah. So, uh, what I'm trying to say is, there's a pretty decent chance that this person was, uh, this was a person walking away on a hill. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. very reasonable. Um, yeah. Now, you might wonder why I use 5'3", specifically, as the height of the creature, um, or the, the spaceman. Incidentally, that's about the average height of an adult woman in 1960s England. Now, recall, Brandon... Uh, that the people at the scene of the photo included Jim, his wife Annie, and their two kids, yeah. as well as two old ladies in a car who were knitting. Now, discounting the idea that the spaceman appeared for a split second as he the, took the photo, or it was an invisible to all but film, because those are things that people believe as well, um, the spaceman would need to be one of these people based on the story that's being told, right? Yes. Like Occam's Razor. Um, we know for a fact it's not Elizabeth, and it's unlikely that it's the two old ladies, right? Um, the most probable candidate for the space person is Annie, right? Yeah. Doesn't prove she's the spaceman, but my blender test at least uh, indicates it is in fact possible that she could have been the spaceman. Yes. Right? It's not impossible. It's right? not there impossible, and it's more likely of the people in the area of for that to be who it would be. There is a possibility that this thing occurred, based on what we see. Now, um, there's another photo, Brandon. You know how I mentioned there was three photos, and there's another yeah. photo that's in like the public domain? So, Brandon, just scroll down a bit, and you'll see uh, a picture of Annie. She's reaching over, picking some uh, uh, picking some wildflowers, while dress. Elizabeth is... Huh? In the blue dress? In a very light blue dress yeah. with uh, cut-off... With, with, like, a sleeveless white, light blue dress with dark hair, yeah. you can see, right? Um, also, you can kind of see the incline of the, the hill, which yeah. is roughly 3%. <laughs> uh, 
a 3% grade if I had to guess. Um, now, you know, uh, the, the, the photo also seems to be taken fairly close to the original photo, right? Because, you know, Elizabeth is holding the bundle of flowers, right? The bouquet. Um, and she's overexposed in this photo. And yes. hey, would you look at that? That light blue looks suspiciously white. Oh, yes. Um, now, as I said, we can see that her hair is dark and her skin is English white. Um, with this in mind, let's take another look at the original photo. And this time, let's crank the contrast up and the brightness down. So do you see that, Brandon? So, um, you can kind of see now that it's clearly someone from looking from behind, right? Yeah. And you know what? Scrolling up and down. So I'm looking at the cut of her sleeves and it's the identical. crease that's in the figure's arm behind the daughter and that I, literally literally identical yeah like like identical you can see the crease of the dress you can see the sleeves the yeah sleeve, the sleeves like you can see the difference in color and yeah. literally brandon all i did i dropped the brightness down all the way and up the contrast that's all i did i didn't do any color modification on this beyond that Right. Yeah. I opened up GIMP and just like played with the slider for uh-huh. brightness and contrast. That is it. I didn't like try to make it blue or anything like that. Yeah. I just wanted to see where the lines were. Yeah. Um the bu- the bu- <laughs> the black visor now really clearly looks like the back of a head with dark hair. Yeah. Um the suit is not so much of a suit as a garment without sleeves, almost like a dress. Yeah. And uh you know, to me it looks like a dead ringer for Annie. Right. Yeah. Um, it's and Annie. if you include if you include what I like the three hours I spent working on trying to re re like simulate the photograph, yeah. it's pretty clear it's her, right? Um now the reason she that Jim wouldn't have seen the figure is because it's just his wife, right? Yeah, he, like, he's focusing on taking a picture of his daughter. It's his wife, so he's not it's not occupying space in his brain as like exactly. a, hey, who the heck is that? Yeah. Yeah. And, like, she's not noteworthy or otherworldly, right? No. Um, and there's also a quirk in the viewfinder of the Pentagon F, right? Uh-huh. It shows 70% of the total frame of the resulting photo. Now, Brandon, um, take a take a scroll down. I have an image from the Rational Wiki that somebody somebody took the liberty of taking the, the frame and uh, reducing it by about 70%. Yeah. See how... Um, See how you can't see the figure at all? Yes. You are correct, (laughs) sir. And not only that, this is an old SLR camera. It's not an automatic, like, single lane reflex that goes up and down. He wouldn't. Um, He just plain wouldn't have seen her. It goes dark until you crank it again. So it's entirely possible he just doesn't see her, right? And he sees her beforehand, but she's not in, like, what he thinks. He doesn't. So when he takes the picture, he doesn't see her in the thing. So he's assuming, ah, she's not in the picture. Yeah. Right. And he, long story short, it's fucking Annie. It's Annie. Yeah, it's Annie. It's Annie. Right. Um, I don't think Jim hoaxed this, Brandon. I don't think he's lying about his recollection of the day. Instead, his brain did what the human brain does. Filters out information that's not immediately necessary. Yeah. And then when faced with the information later, is confused. Yeah. Right. So like, it, it, it's... It's very clear to me, right? There's no... This is Occam's razor at its finest, right? Yeah, absolutely. There's no, 
There's literally no reason. And so there is a chance too. Remember how I said I saw some people talking about how he's a trickster kind of dude? Uh-huh. There is a chance he did realize that it was Annie. Like at some point. And then yeah. he just committed to Oh, double down. Yeah, th- I would do that. Like, I think he just committed to the bit. Right. Yeah. Um, but Brandon, there's still more. Because people still believe that the photo is not a case of pareidolia and mistaken identity. Despite yeah. the fact that, like, I mean, obviously we can't prove that it was Annie. Right. Beyond any shred of doubt. Right. I would say there, there's far go. more evidence that it yes. is someone similar to Annie or Annie herself than there is... Aliens. Aliens. Yeah. Yes. So I found a, rep- a quote-unquote report by James Conrad on the photo. Oh, good. And in it, he addresses the explanation as follows. I am not aware of skeptics having offered as of the state of the, uh, as of the date of this report a similar photo from the history of 35 millimeter color film uh, photography as evidence that such a very distinctive transformative effect could occur in which on one multicolored subject in the background while the rest of the photo remains normal especially a very light blue sky with discernible clouds so first of all to that if yeah. you go back to the picture it's not a very light blue sky no. that is a washed out sky that is not the color the sky is that sky is washed out 100% yeah right like it is overexposed yes you can see the the things but that just that just means that it's not so far overexposed that you can't like tell what whatever. a cloud is yeah yeah um he continues i'm not saying it's impossible just that it would be helpful to see a convincing example of such a distinct very distinctive effect that has happened before uh, using color 35 millimeter film. Apparently, the experts at Kodak came to the same conclusion as they have no comparative and examples in their company files to solve the mystery, and neither did the forensics lab uh, used by the Carlisle police or the Cumberland News. It was such a strange anomaly, and the source respected by a local man whose job as a fireman was protect the lives and property that it was deemed front page newsworthy. This is a small town. Yeah. Um, so, like, somebody's shitting in a place they're not supposed to shit is 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 front page newsworthy yeah um so i'm gonna respond to this and say uh i like as i said before it's not very blue it looks blown out right yeah there are visible clouds but it's not really that different from the other photo um in terms of like color like profile if you look at the one before it where the uh, it's the picture of Elizabeth and Annie crouching over. Yeah. Um, it looks like this one's blown out because they someone took a f- picture of the picture to me. Um, but whatever. Um, trying to find an identical photo is senseless as well. Um, I've seen photos of a blown out subject in them uh, from other part of the shoot, the shot that looks fine, right? Yeah. I, I don't know. Like, like that's not an impossible thing moreover conrad's claim that about uh, kodak severely misrepresents the facts as we know them like <laughs> severely yeah um they say it wasn't hoaxed in anything that i see and also on top of that i've never seen an actual report from kodak itself right yeah um they said it, 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 they didn't say that it was impossible that it was annie or a person Right, they said it wasn't ho- it wasn't tampered with. Yes, yeah. they said the very, film was fine. Very, very different. Very different. Um, 
and Brandon, on top of that, I think that the Annie hypothesis might actually be relatively recent. Um, cause the first reference that I find of it is on a car form from 2012. Um, so there's no real reason for them to investigate whether or not this is a person or not. Yeah. And then also let's go back to, to police Sergeant, uh, Bruce Pickett from earlier who called the figure, uh, being a woman in a light oh, color that's dress right. back in 64. did say that. The negative had definitely not <laughs> been interfered with, but the figure in the background appeared to be a woman in a white dress with a white collar who was turning around. Yeah. Or just. A pale English person in a light blue dress that's overexposed. Yeah. And Brandon, if that weren't enough, uh, in the It's Just Andy Camp, the one show did a special on the photo in 2017, debunked the Solway Space Fam, where they literally recreate the photograph with the same camera as it in it, although it appears to be on more modern film. Oh, yeah, look right, at that. Yeah. Because the colors are more are richer, right? Yeah. It's very clearly more modern film. The day that they took the picture is not the same, like, level or whatever. Yeah. Um, the woman herself is pretty tan, yada, 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 right? Um, and, like, the dude says that this isn't a good example because blah, 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 blah. And it's like, the woman's wearing a shirtless, a backless dress, too, right? Yeah. Like, and she has, like, a semblance of a tan yeah well, even if right. you just like use a tool she to has... bring the color of her dress up to her neck it would be a lot closer <laughs> it's still like yeah yeah it's yeah and it's and, just and, the and... color's better because it's it's clearly a, a more it's, modern it's newer technology. it's a more modern picture right? yeah like like i honestly think that like whatever i don't fucking care um jim Temper. Jim Templeton died yeah. in 1911, uh, claiming to have been what he said it was. Um, but I also want to take a second to say on the 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 Conrad like report thing, um, he took a picture. So he, I found the special. Right? Yeah, I took a, a snipping of it. He took a photo of his laptop screen and uploaded that in the report. What? Yeah, uh, let me see if I can find his. It's uh, uh, the sixth. It's our sixth source for the episode. Um, Let's see, three, four, five, six. Uh, it says report or whatever. Um, oh, if you, scroll you got down, to be on one of these websites. Yeah, I got to be on one of these websites. Oh, Francis was the name of the the uh, other daughter. Um, Scroll down behind the uh, skeptics one and before the Pentagon F, 35 millimeter F, and you'll see he is watching it. He's watching the special on VLC and he oh, took yeah. a picture of his laptop. <laughs> Why? Very funny. Print I don't know. Snipping I don't know. Tool. I don't. I legitimately don't know. That's a Windows um, machine. It has a snipping tool. S- take a snip. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't fucking know, man. I really don't. But um but yeah, so that's the, the Cumberland Spaceland. Um I think the daughter said something to the effect of like when asked was like it'd be a really empty universe if, if we were the only ones in it. Which is not like really her saying, Yes, I think it was an alien. It's more like saying aliens whatever. are cool. Probably. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like it'd be cr- or like choosing to believe that she experienced something paranormal rather yeah. than I can kind of understand that. Yeah. Like, I mean, perception is your own reality. So, like... Yeah. Like, reality is your perception. So, like, maybe she's just like, eh, maybe I'll, I'll let the world be a little more whimsical. Um, 
But that doesn't mean that that's what it is. <laughs> um, but yeah. So that was supposed to be a like like 10 minute aside, yeah. 20 minute aside. Oh, I love and, when uh, that happens though. And then uh then I I spent 3 hours in Blender and now it's a whole episode because I'm not wasting 3 hours in Blender. <laughs> Fair. Oh. Um but yeah, yeah, no, it's it's a remarkably like obvious photo. It it's yeah, kind of baffling, really. Um so I, I don't know. <coughs> I gotta I just, say I really... that, that that just seeing the the seventy percent of frame photo and then seeing that other picture that showed what his daughter those are the only two things that it's like, oh yeah, that's what it is. Would yeah. you see the oh, yeah, other no. daughter and how much of that you, you would not have seen? Yeah. 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 It's like, okay, yeah, this is this is like totally a hundred percent like clear i i have no that's what I that have no is remaining questions yeah yeah it, it's it's so fucking bizarre um okay so that's been uh the podcast if you will <laughs> um i'm having a moment where my brain is not working so just give me a second while <laughs> i reset my brain um anywho uh thank you everyone for listening. Um our website is cryptopediacast.com. Our uh Instagram is at cryptopediacast, Twitter at cryptopediacast, SoundCloud. Oh yeah, I really need to remove that. I'm gonna delete that. <laughs> I have not uploaded a single thing to that fucking SoundCloud. Our email is cryptopediacast at gmail.com or us at cryptopediacast. Uh we have a Patreon and we got jackalopes, and there was one jackalope who kind of like slipped they paid they paid for I'm gonna just mention them specifically because um they, they paid we, for we, we didn't see that that someone else showed up. Well no, no. Yeah. They paid for the like month that we were not recording anything. Oh gosh. So Oh, um, that's some let luck. Me, let me see. I'm trying to find them. I had them and then I lost them. Yeah. Oh wait. You know what? It's because I'm on the fucking website for the the the, the, the whatever. You know what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Damn it. Um but yeah, it was they had like they had like a a one month period and it was the exact month that we were away. <laughs> um I Ugh. think yeah, it was uh Josh Ish Kebab Adpolis. Josh Ish Kebabpolis. Josh Ish Kebabpolis. Come on. That's easy. Yeah. Easy to so. say. So, Thanks, Josh Ish Kebabulish. Thank you. You stopped, but thank you still. Yeah. Um, it's much appreciated. Pays for the website. Uh, Just unfortunate it was the time when we were taking a break. It was pretty, it was pretty funny, if I'm going to be completely honest. Um, You're busy shitting just, your brains out in another country. I was, in fact, shitting my brains out in another country at the time. Um, well, on top yeah, of Josh's so, Kebabulish, let's thank all the good old Will Smith, Bushcraft Kelso. Just sent me a picture. He made coffee in like a bamboo thing out oh, in nice. the woods somewhere. It was pretty cool. 
it had like whipped cream and chocolate on top. So I was like, damn, living it, living it up. Lenwood ass shark. Bougie, living that bougie ass wood lifestyle. Bougie ass wood style. Yeah. Uh, uh, Bird Schneider, Marty Von Party, and Clay Sinclair. I cut you off on Lenwood S. Sharp. Oh, Lenwood S. Sharp. We, Lenwood we Sharp. all know. Lenwood we Sharp. all know he's. We know he's there. We know he's there doing his Amelie bullshit in the background. That's right. Um, if you enjoyed the podcast, be sure to rate, review, subscribe, all that good stuff. Monster requests and stories, you know, other than the, the Wendigo. At this point, like I really can't do the Wendigo because it's just the joke at this point. Yeah. It really is. Like, no Wendigo episode that I ever do could ever... Would be like, as good as people's imagined version of your Wendigo episode. Uh-huh. Long yeah. story short, white people are terrible. Yeah. That, That's the that, Wendigo episode. That also comes, factors into a few of them in the uh, the Trade the Explainer uh, video, which go watch I that. Mean, it's good. It's very good. I mean, that's literally what the thesis of my, my Bigfoot uh, episode is, is yeah. white people are terrible. To be fair, yeah, like that was that's literally the 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 through line of that episode is yeah. white people suck. Ah, yeah, um, fair. Pretty much any <laughs> Canadian cryptid is white people suck. If we're being completely real, yeah, any yeah, a lot of them, a lot yeah. in a lot of places. Though I texted uh, uh, Vuck from uh, Tracing L's the the tray thing, and he was like, "Oh shit, I just sent this to somebody else. It's fucking dope." Yeah, <laughs> nice. Um, let's see. You could find me on Instagram at uh, donkey underscore hands. My website is boyerb.com. My email is brandon at cryptopediacast.com. My Twitter is at cryptobrandon. Blue Sky opened up, so I made one of those. It's all it's um, donkey hands on there. I don't post anything. I just lurk. I, I don't. I. I'm. I am pretty much just Instagram reels at this point in my life. Yeah. That's, that's fair. Oh, that reminds me. I don't even have good. TikTok installed because I don't trust. I don't trust TikTok. There's a good Instagram reel I should send you of a horse doing blow. Uh, hot, hot. It, it it as if as if cribbing weren't enough for horses to have for things that are trying to kill them by inhaling. <laughs> now they're doing blow. <sighs> I feel bad for horses. It's. <laughs> It's a good, it's a solid edit. It's so good. Oh, gosh. I'm on Instagram at Mew2057. My Twitter is JF Dunham. My website's JohnDunhamGames.com. My email is JohnAcryptPedicast.com. And I haven't been posting shit because uh, I've just been doing shit and, like, losing my mind. And it's stuff I can't talk about on the podcast, but... I've been losing my mind. Yeah, I posted a story. My daughter made a big so she the the noodle gave us COVID, so we we're yep. stuck in the house for a week. So I got yep um, a bunch of those. You remember in elementary school? Did you have these? They're like cardboard bricks, and you yeah, can build stuff with them. So I got yeah. a, I got a shit ton of those, and she like built the cool tower. And then well, now she just builds towers and then just destroys them like she's King Kong. It has a fucking blast. Oh, that's the last thing I posted. Don't know why I started talking. Um, our art was done by Tom Hill. You can find him on Instagram at Thomas Michael Hill. His website is greatergloryco.com and tommykill.com. And his email is tommykill at gmail.com. Yeah. And uh, as always, I'm John. I'm Brandon. And things are going to get weird. Weird.